0: He's been seen on CNBC, the Fox News Channel, and the Fox Business Channel. His articles can be found on MarketWatch, Seeking Alpha, TheStreet.com, and many other places. He's the author of the weekly Best Stocks Now newsletter and the inventor of the Best Stocks Now app. He's president of Gunderson Capital Management. Here is professional money manager Bill Gunderson. And welcome to the uh, Week in Review with uh, professional money manager Bill Gunderson, president of Gunderson Capital Management. It's the week in review of what took place in the stock market and the bond market and the economy and in your portfolios this past week. Once again, it was not a passive week. It was a very, very active week. And uh, we're going to go back and highlight uh, the big events. Uh, We had some huge days to the upside in the market. And we had some very bad uh, down days uh, in the market, and it all seems to center around one word right now. One word. What is that one word? Interest Inflation. Rate. <laughs> no, interest rates is two words. Inflation. There seems to be continued worry that uh, the Fed will have to go, uh, you know, higher with their. Uh, The rate hikes uh, to get inflation under control, and we had two very key inflation reports. Uh, This past week, we had the CPI, which is the Consumer Price Index. That's what uh, us uh, little folks uh, pay at Walmart and at the mall and on Amazon and at the gas station and at restaurants, etc., and then we had the producer price index uh, the PPI that's the one that really impacted the market this past week that's what producers pay uh, you know uh, input costs materials basic materials labor etc well here's our take on what happened this past week so welcome to today's uh, best stocks now show week in review uh, where every uh, week we take a look back uh, at the week that was Uh, In the market, Uh, we still have a pretty good year going on in the market, but we've have had some volatility. We've had some really big days, uh, and we've had some really bad days. Just take a look at this past week, Barry. We started off the week. The Dow was up 377 points. The Nasdaq was up 110 on Monday. And then on Tuesday, the Nasdaq was down. Was up another hundred and ten. Okay, and that was after digesting the CPI on. Yeah, that was on, after on, the on CPI, Day, right? Which I think the CPI, I think it carries more weight than the than the uh, the PPI. But I guess the PPI is a little bit forward-looking, and you can make projections. Well, what's the PPI going to have? Uh, what's it going to do to the CPI next month?
1: Yeah, because you can count on producers have a have a, have a pretty good uh, you know a pretty good track record of passing on prices to us. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so.
0: Well, okay. Who are we? Let's let let's start right there. This is Bill Getterson. I've been a professional money manager. Managing uh, portfolios for folks all across America for the last 24 years. I'm a fee based only money manager uh, and I manage about six portfolios, uh, ranging from a large cap growth portfolio to a, a dividend and growth portfolio, an ultra growth portfolio, an emerging growth portfolio, a bond portfolio, and an ETF portfolio. Those are the Uh, portfolios that i manage uh, on uh, a daily basis Uh, i also produce uh, a newsletter uh, that i've written for the last 23 years and that goes out uh, every saturday and that newsletter has in it our current macro outlook for the market we were negative on the market last year because we knew that the fed was going to be very aggressive with their rate hikes and they were we had 475 basis point rate hikes in a row which is pretty draconian and it had a major impact on the growth stocks you saw the you saw the nasdaq go down 35% last year and you saw you know the longer duration bond funds go down we warned about those at the beginning of last year towards the end of this uh, uh last 2022 about december november we started to see the growth stocks starting to put in a bottom okay it was very premature very early but we saw it and i asked myself why and i said well you know now that the fed has got the uh, rates clear up to uh, about four and a quarter percent at that time uh, and they're saying they're going to stop around five a little over five percent you know the market's starting to look past these rate hikes starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel hopefully it's not a truck or a train coming the other way (laughs) you know but it doesn't appear to be it doesn't appear that we're going into a recession in fact if anything uh, the labor market remains too strong that uh you know usually a recession is layoffs and it's hard to find a job it's hard to find workers right now (laughs) yeah the other way around for employers yeah and that continues to be a problem for the inflation picture in fact that seems to be where most of the inflation is coming from right now is the tight labor market. So, you know, we, we put out our target price uh, for uh, the next 12 months on the S&P 500. I update that every single week in the newsletter. There's a couple of variables there. The first variable are the earnings for the S&P 500. Now, earnings for the S&P 500 have been going up since 2009. That's right. Believe it or not, except for the COVID year, which is understandable. That was an extraordinary item. Uh, we had $60 in earnings for the S&P back in 2009 when this all began, and the S&P was sitting around 700 this year, we're going to do about 230, 220, somewhere in there in earnings. So look at how much earnings have grown over the last, since 2009, and what has followed those earnings? The stock market. The market follows earnings. Now, if the, earnings, the, if the market's going to continue to go higher, the earnings have to continue to grow. And that's uh, part of my watch every single day. I mean, we're now at the tail end of earnings season for the fourth quarter of last year. And now we have a very good look into this year's estimates and next year's estimates. And that's what the market is trading off. It's trading off of estimates. But there's one other factor in the middle there that probably was the biggest gyrating factor this week. How much are we going to multiply those earnings by to establish our target prices? You see, in a dropping interest rate environment, which we had for many years there, uh, the multiple gets fatter, okay? But as the uh, interest rates went up dramatically last year, you saw the multiple reined in big time, Uh, Pretty quickly, quickly quickly it went from twenty three to fifteen. So when you're multiplying two hundred dollars in earnings uh, times twenty three, you get forty six hundred for the S and P last year. That's what it would have been if it would have maintained its multiple, but it didn't because of a rising interest rate environment. The multiple shrunk big time. It shrunk down to sixteen. Now you've got an S and P that's worth about thirty three hundred. This is last year, okay. Well, interest rates have kind of finally settled down the fed we're kind of seeing an end hopefully here in the near future to this uh, uh rising interest rate environment and the multiple has settled down but this past week, we saw some volatility in the multiple uh, because of these inflation reports, which then investors say, well, the fed's going to have to go higher than five and a quarter percent but you know. Jerome Powell, his last guidance, that he he's the chairman, he's the chief, okay? There's other Fed members, but he said uh, the latest guidance is we're going to stop at around five and a quarter. Well, this past week you had a lot of Fed members weighing in saying, no, uh, he's going to have to keep going. We think we're going to have to do some more 50 basis point hikes. And that has just made the market nervous as heck. But for now, we're going to stick with what Jerome Powell said. And we still think that this will end up being a pretty good year in the market. We've already seen a return to the growth stocks. Look at some of the growth stocks, the Netflixes of the world, the Microsofts of the world, even Meta, Facebook, uh, uh, Zuckerberg's little darling stock those gross stocks have come back into favor now they've had some rough days this past week it was all about inflation it was yep. all about these fed people that aren't some of them don't even vote right oh, well yeah okay. you had
1: certainly a lot of fed speak in the back because similar to the to, to, to last week where you had you know a lot of fed speak in the back half of the of this week and you know like you said a lot of those um you know, a couple of those members just you know even the ones that don't vote <laughs> said that you know they yeah. might would want a, a fit, you know would have voted for a 50 point hike last uh, uh last time and of course it's it's easy to say that when you're when you're you know when you've gotten more you know they're getting more data every day by the way but um, you know, it's, uh, it's certainly been inundated with, uh, you know, with Fed discussion more than, you know, they, 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 they tend to drive the market. Yeah, They're just absolutely. in the middle of it a lot more at the moment. So
0: everybody take a deep breath, uh, calm down. We'll come back and uh, get two free weeks of my newsletter that I produce. It's quite an in-depth newsletter. And turn to the macro outlook this week and see what we have as our target price and Why? Go to GundersonCapital.com. That newsletter goes out to clients and subscribers only, but you can get two free weeks at Gunderson Capital. And welcome back here to the uh, Best Stocks Now show with uh, professional money manager, Bill Gunderson, president of Gunderson Capital Management. We are also a nationwide fee-based only money management firm. Uh, I uh, started off uh, in San Diego many years ago. I had a little radio show there in San Diego, and pretty soon that uh, show uh, went to a lot of other cities across America. Uh, and uh, in the last 24 years, uh, I've established clients in just about every state in America. We're a virtual firm. Okay, I don't have offices all over America where you can come in and see an advisor. No, we have a centralized uh, business model. And uh, we do virtual appointments, either through phone uh, or uh, Zoom, uh, that means you don't have to drive uh, downtown uh, and come up to a, a 19-story building in a crowded elevator where everybody's coughing, right? <laughs> you could just give us a call and talk to us about our style of management. The biggest thing I would say that separates Gunderson Capital Management from a lot of the other firms out there, a lot of the other firms, over the over two decades that I've been in the business, there's been a big movement toward passive management okay and uh, well you know the market's not passive the world's not passive there's times to be out of the stock market like last year Uh, not necessarily the entire stock market but it was not a good year for growth stocks and nasdaq type stocks uh, because of the rising interest rate environment so that called for a little bit of active management uh, on the other hand, passive management would just sit and ride through. Uh, if the bond market's terrible and interest rates are going up, And the bond, they would sit in the bond market and wait it out. Uh, and the same would, would go for the stock market. Well, I saw the stock market go down 79% back in 2000. That was the NASDAQ during the dot-com bubble popping. Uh, and in 2008, I saw the S&P 500 go down 53%. Uh, during the uh, financial crisis, so the market does move around you know there 's years when it favors the low p e stocks there 's years when it favors high p e stocks there 's years when it doesn 't favor any kind of stocks that 's when you go into an earnings recession. if earnings drive the market higher earnings have been going up since two thousand and nine. What happens when those earnings start to level off and start to uh, and start to uh, go down and go into an earnings recession. Now, we're not in an earnings recession now. We're expecting record earnings this year in the market. And uh, with this earnings season, this most current one, about 90% in the books, I can just say that uh, I like what I've seen. I've especially liked the guidance that the companies have given about this year, 2023, and next year, 2024. But having said that, you know, it's kind of a skinny market. It's going to be kind of a skinny market. It's not going to be, wow, the market is super undervalued after selling off so much last year. No, that's not really the case. Uh, You know, the earnings continue to grow, but not like they were. I mean, we're not seeing double-digit growth. We're seeing low single-digit growth, but we're at a reasonable multiple now in the market. So I, I think with some good stock Picking and being in the right areas of the market, uh, that's how you're going to do well uh, in this year's market. Now, the other uh, story I always tell, I'm a fee-based money manager. In other words, you you uh, move your portfolio to me, and, and and I manage your money, okay? Most There's a lot of people out there that manage their own money. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm also a weekend warrior uh, as it comes to fishing, all right? And, and I moved from San Diego to South Carolina about three or four years ago. The fishing here is really good, but you got to know <laughs> it's altogether different from the West Coast. So I originally, when I got here, I went out with some fishing guides that are on the water every day. And they have such an advantage over me, you know, who's a guy coming in here from out of town this is a totally different uh, kind of fishing we fish for nice redfish here and flounder uh, and uh, and speckled trout right here uh, in our uh, i live on the wando river in charl in mount pleasant and, and they got uh, a lot of places to hide uh, yeah there's a lot of places for them to hide there's a lot of creeks <laughs> there's a lot of little uh, nooks and crannies and you, you got to hide where the bait's hiding and then of course we have a big ocean out here the atlantic ocean uh, and uh, there's some nice reefs and live bottoms out there, and we have some excellent fishing in the ocean, and that's even a bigger adventure, trying to figure out where to fish. So, you know, the guy who's in the water every day, that's me, you know, has a little bit of an advantage over a guy who does it part-time. Uh, you know, I know a lot of doctors and dentists and engineers and whatnot. They they do it in their spare time, but it can be a little hairy, It can be a little tricky. So anyway, through my radio show, which is Monday through Friday, we we have a live show every day at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, It's cutting edge. It's what's happening in the market now, and we're going to review some of this stuff. There were some big stories this past week as far as, uh, the electric charging stations, you know, Biden made a deal to put charging stations across America. There's going to be winners and losers there. Yeah, uh, Tesla making theirs open. Some yes. They're opening it up some of They're going to have a, a standard uh, for the, uh, you know, connection to the car. Uh, there were some big stories this last week, more stories on artificial intelligence, AI. There were some big stories in the oil patch, and we'll get to those in the second half of the show. But... Uh, you know, besides the daily radio show we do, which you can listen to, gundersoncapital.com. dot com. It's called Best Stocks Now Show. And it's also uh, on all of the uh the podcasts. I have a huge podcast audience. I'm on Twitter throughout the day, I'm at Bill Gunderson, uh, stock twits and Twitter. And when I see things that make my eyeballs pop out, individual stocks. I saw one today, DraftKings, D K N G. That's that was my first tweet of the day. Uh, so you can follow me there. And then the newsletter I produce, uh, is very extensive. Just take a look at it. It's, it's like Golden Corral. It's got, uh, all kinds of the salad station. Yeah, it's it's, it's a got buffet. the dessert it's station. Sa- yeah. It's got fried chicken. It's got pot roast. <laughs> not it's got meat and potatoes, <laughs> you know. Uh, it's, it, but look at the macro outlook and then look at our portfolios, what we currently own. When I manage a portfolio, I believe in owning about 20 stocks in a portfolio. So my premier growth portfolio has, when it's fully invested, has 20 stocks in it. And I try to find the very best that I can find. In my opinion, the best they have to make sense from a valuation point of view, number one. And number two... I like a little momentum, too. I like a little relative strength with my uh, valuation. Because you can have a good valuation and have a value trap. And on the other hand, you can have a good momentum stock, but it is way overpriced, okay? So I like something kind of in the middle. I call them Best Stocks Now. That's the name of the show. That's the name of the newsletter. And you can get two free weeks at GundersonCapital.com gundersoncapital.com We'll be right back. This is Bill Gunderson. Thank you for tuning in to today's Best Stocks Now, Best Inverse Funds Now show. I put several hours of research in during the wee hours of the morning each day to bring you the very best cutting-edge stories that I can. To get two free weeks of my newsletter, go to GundersonCapital.com. To talk to us about our fee-based-only money management services, call us at 855-611-BEST. Now, back to the second half of the show. here to the uh, second half of today's the uh, best stocks now show week in review and uh like I say once again it was a very active week in the market uh it it was a uh <clears throat> it was also a uh <laughs> a lot of news lot of news uh, in the market uh this past week and it was pretty much Unfortunately, whether you like it or not, the market is hyper focused on what the Fed does. <laughs> you know, I don't know how else to put it. Every word that comes out of the Fed, like I think uh, five of the Fed members had speeches this past week. Well, and at the beginning of the week, right? Didn't we? We lost the, the, the
1: vice chairman, right? The, we uh, lost uh, Lale Brainer. Yeah. She's
0: leaving. She's number two. Yeah. And she's been a big dove, she's moving, uh, up the ladder to become, uh, Biden's uh, one of his biggest, it's basically in charge of economic council. Yeah, right?
1: and that, and that's kind of a, it's similar to the you know uh, Kudlow's uh, position when he was in the, in the Trump exactly. administration at one point, right? And
0: yeah. Brainerd uh, it's rumored could end up replacing mm-hmm. Jerome Powell when his term is up. So, anyways, <clears throat> you know, you'll be sitting here. I'll be sitting here, uh, you know, managing money, looking at stocks. I'm a guy that looks at. Anywhere from 500 to 1,000 stock charts per day. And they're kind of stocks that meet my criteria. And I'm just kind of looking at them, glancing at them. And, uh, you know, that's where I find the the stocks that we currently own. And once in a while, will find something that I like a little bit better. Or, and we do have some cash on the sidelines right now. And I'm always looking. And then all of a sudden, you'll see the market it's just going along nice. I think Thursday was the day like that. And then all of a sudden, it starts to go down. what in the world just happened? Sometimes you think it, World War Three just started or something. No. Yeah, you, 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 just a Fed person speaking. It was Probably. Mester. Uh, yeah. That's <laughs> was that it? Mester, yeah. not muster, Mester. Saying, "Well, you know, uh, I think we—I voted for a fifty basis points at the last meeting. There were actually two that said that on Thursday, Mester and Bullard. And these people—I mean, when they give a speech and they oh, 'Oh, I'm for a fifty base,' the market tanks when they say that. So that just shows you how ultra sensitive. Now, here's a little trick. I've been doing it since uh, 1999. Okay." I've learned that if you can just push aside all of the emotion instead of being hyper focused on what the fed says and every word that comes from the fed I focus on earnings that's that's what drives the market more than anything else uh yes the fed affects the economy the fed affects interest rates the fed impacts the multiples that we multiply those earnings by. The Fed affects the bond market, but nothing has a bigger effect on the market than earnings. And uh, I can just tell you that I like what I see right now uh, in, the, uh, in, in these earnings estimates that are coming out and the guidance companies are giving. Okay, let me just give a few examples. Okay, so Marriott, I'm just, I just picked this one at random because they did report last week. They're going to make uh, $6.69 this year, 20, last year, 2022. That's what they're reporting right now is their fourth quarter. Fourth quarter's in. We now know that Marriott will have record earnings of $6.69 per share, 6 dollars 60 Okay, 2023, their guidance, from their guidance, the analysts have $7.61 per share for this year that would be 14% growth okay and next year this is the one everybody's looking to now analysts like myself 2024 they're looking for $8.47 another 11% growth now i did didn't just pick out one company that had a, a story like this I've seen this kind of uh, growth expectations in a lot of companies that have reported. Let's just go to Microsoft for a minute. Uh, their big AI announcement caused the stock to really take off, and now it's pulled back. Microsoft is going to make it made record earnings in 2022, nine dollars and twenty one cents per share. This year, 2023, they're looking for a little bump. To that, $9.32%, but next year uh, they're looking for 16% growth, the $10.79 per share. Okay, let's just take one more AMD, let's take the premier chip maker in the world. Uh, They're looking for $3.12 this year and $4.35 next year, which would be 39% growth in earnings. So I'm just seeing that pattern in individual stocks uh, where they're looking for pretty decent growth going forward. And you can extrapolate that out to the 500 stocks that make up the S&P 500. Oh, there are those that are, are, are... are in a bad spot right now in the economy. Maybe inflation is impacting them more than the others. But across the board, uh, you're looking at pretty decent growth going forward uh, in uh, in the uh, S&P 500 in earnings. Okay, and if you can set aside all of the Lale Brainerd announcements and the Mesters <laughs> announcements and the speeches and, by Bull- and the, James and Bullard and, and, of the St. Louis Fed.
1: Yeah, and the, if I had a vote, I would do this.
0: Yes, yeah. okay, <laughs> and focus more on earnings. You know, it's been said and it's true in real estate, it's location, location, location. And in the market, in the stock market, it's earnings, earnings, earnings. Why do you think there's been these fantastic winners over the years? You know, winners in the market come from all walks of life. Believe it or not, one of the great stocks, I'll just give you a couple examples here. One would be AutoZone. AutoZone has grown their earnings every year for the last umpteen years, and AutoZone has, has now a stock. I have seen that over the years. I wrote that one up in my book in 2012. Why has that stock been a record uh, breaking stock? Because their earnings just continue to grow. Over the past five years their earnings have averaged growth of 23% per year. Now you take another one. Uh, The old Priceline.com which changed their name to Booking.com Uh, Booking is one of the great growth stocks of all time. They had a little stumble there, of course, during the COVID year. You couldn't book any uh, vacations during that year. But over time, this has been one of the great success stories. This is another one. Why is this, you would say, a $2,460 stock? Because they never split. (laughs) You know, it was once, I remember when Martin Shatner used to do the commercials for Priceline.com. It was a new concept. It was a concept at work, and it turned into the one of the great stocks of all time. But really, when you cut aside their everything else, it's because their earnings grew uh, so rapidly over the years. So that's why we look for the best growth stocks we can find in the market. You want to own leaders and not laggards. Right now in the chip sector, the leader is AMD and NVIDIA. What's the laggard? Intel. Intel is a terrible laggard. When if I go back 20 years ago, when I first got into the business, Intel was a tremendous leader and AMD was a tremendous laggard. AMD languished at about a dollar a share for many, many years. That's why this whole concept of best stocks now, okay? IBM is not a best stock now. It was at one time. Cisco is not a best stock now. It had its day. It ha- Now they're big dividend payers. They don't have any growth. AT&T is not a best stock now. Uh, the iPhone uh, came along and, and pretty much commoditized uh, long-distance phone calls and everything, and that was the cash cow for AT&T. So anyways, <clears throat> finding those best stocks now is very time-consuming. I invented for myself to m- manage money, I invented an app, and uh, I liked it so much, I said, I'm going to share this with the public. Beststocksnowapp.com. Beststocksnowapp.com. I invented it about 12 years ago, and it tracks 6,000 different stocks, ETFs, and mutual funds, and it ranks them from 1 to 6,000 on a daily basis. It ranks the sectors of the market. It ranks inverse ETFs, it ranks ETFs, it ranks mutual funds. And uh, right now the app is undergoing a major overhaul, which I can't wait to roll out here. Hopefully within the next month. Uh, They've made a lot of progress there with uh, my current vision of what I want the app to do. It's also on the uh, Apple Store. It's called Best Stocks Now app. Uh, And you can download it there and try it out. There's a free version of it. Or you can try the web version, beststocksnowapp.com. It has valuations on every stock where possible, what they're worth, and where they're trading it now. And how much upside potential there is. you know how valuable that is? Well, you can also sample my newsletter at gunnarsoncapital.com. We'll be right back. And welcome back here to the final segment of today's Best Stocks Now show. I had a Twitter follower correct me. It's William Shatner. What was I thinking? Martin Shatner. William Shatner probably made more money on on the Priceline options he was given to be their spokesman. Than in on fact, all of Star Trek. Oh, yeah. Right. I yeah. think he said that even. I, He said, you know, I've made millions off of Priceline. I think he probably didn't get paid that much uh, in Star Trek back in the day. But, uh, yeah, William Shatner made some nice money off of uh, Priceline.com. Okay, so let's fast forward to 2023 now. <clears throat> well you know there's tech isn't what it used to be it seems to me like you know right now the frontier uh which has kind of emerged here in the last few weeks is is artificial intelligence ai and uh, it would seem that uh microsoft has jumped out to a big lead there and uh, google uh, alphabet has stumbled coming out of the gate Uh, Of course, Apple is working uh, on uh, artificial intelligence, and uh, Baidu is working on artificial intelligence, and everybody, Alibaba is working on artificial intelligence. Uh, It's either the biggest monster we've ever unleashed, (laughs) or, uh, you know, there will be a lot of big benefits coming from it. Uh, But that seems to be one of the frontiers out there. And, of course, the EV revolution Uh, where, you know, almost every car manufacturer now is uh, going electric, Uh, some of them even all electric. Many of them have plans to not make any more combustion engines in the future, but there's a big problem. The infrastructure is horrible. There is not the infrastructure to support uh, an electric car movement yet. Well, this past week there was some news on that front where uh, Tesla agreed to to build out the EV uh, charging station system. You see, their fitting doesn't fit a lot of cars, so they're going to come up with some kind of a universal fitting. Uh, Otherwise, you know, people with other cars other than Tesla have to buy an adapter to use a Tesla station. Uh, charge point seems to have the early lead, CHPT. We own that stock in our emerging growth portfolio. Okay, that's our most aggressive growth portfolio. That's the one where we have emerging companies that could turn into something really big, or they're smaller companies. I mean, they're not Microsoft, they're not Apple. Uh, they're smaller companies, kind of uh, you know, on the edge of a burgeoning sector or whatever, or a sector that's, we actually own a few steel stocks in that portfolio right now because steel is a very good place to be invested in right now. But ChargePoint is a big player there. And a lot of the uh, big uh, oil companies, uh, BP made a big play in the charging station. They bought Travel uh, America this past week, TA, Uh, which is a big truck stop kind of place across the nation. Uh, BP has committed to building a lot of uh, EV charging stations. Uh, But, you know, right now the infrastructure is deplorable. It's horrible. It's just horrible. You're not going to take a trip uh, in an electric vehicle without having what they call uh, distance anxiety. (laughs) you know uh oh yeah you see that thing going down i'm going to barely make it to the next charging <laughs> right? station yeah. it just takes all you're the fun out, out, of, right? out of out of a uh, road trip or driving and gasoline is so easy to just pull into a gas station another problem you're going to have with these charging stations it's 30 minutes minimum and if you're going to fill it up it's closer to an hour all right and you've got five cars in line it's a problem okay the The EV dream has got a lot of holes in it, and we still haven't figured out how we're going to move jet airliners and uh, the big freighters that come in and out of our port from China and things like this, you know, uh, important things like this. But anyways, uh, we continue to watch. uh, And then there's the lithium uh, revolution. This past week, Albemarle, they pretty much have the lead right now, uh, at least for domestic Uh, domestic uh, lithium production in North Carolina. Uh, That's a stock ALB. And then, of course, you've got the Mountain Pass out in California, Nevada, Uh, MP, which has got uh, a lot of lithium production and rare earth production. GM invested in Lithium America, LAC, uh uh, lac is also uh making some good headway in lithium production uh and then uh for foreign sqm which is most of their mines are in chile so you have political risk down there but sqm is also a major player in the uh in the lithium front and let's not forget that gasoline and oil is not going away anytime soon now we're down to seventy-five dollars a barrel, and uh, gasoline in our neck of the woods is about three bucks a gallon. But uh, there's still some good plays there in the uh, refineries, in uh, in the, in the uh, oil and gas companies. Last year, that was the best sector in the market. Uh, this year, it's been a little dicey. But you know, you heard President Biden in his speech say. Well, we're going to need oil for 10 more years. <laughs> Another Well, decade. okay, I decade. hope he's got it figured out, what we're going to do with these giant freighters that are lined up off of Long Beach, uh, California, bringing goods from across the planet, the, the railroads, the airlines, all kinds of different needs, uh, the trucking industry. So, anyways, we still have a few investments there in the oil patch, tech, Uh, We've seen a return to growth stocks this year because we're finally starting to see beyond the rate hikes. And last thing I would mention is for the faint of heart that just can't take the volatility of the market, We've been finding bonds, individual bonds, in the five-and-a-half to six range, which we haven't been able to find in years. I mean, it used to be the three-and-a-quarter to three-and-a-half range, yeah, right? Yeah, we, we used to send each other the worst bond deal, oh, right? Oh, my gosh. Okay, and even you'd find a junk bond at five-and-a-half or something. and There's no way I would loan money to those guys.
1: What well, was it? hurts at, at, at four-and-a-half.
0: There were like guys that. in high school I would not loan money to, you know? No, not even lunch money because you know it's – gone and uh well anyways there's some really good bonds now out there you can build we have a bond portfolio of about 10 to 12 individual bonds you hold them to maturity three to five years and you're making five to six percent a year what's wrong with that you get back your uh your principal at the end of the at the end of the term uh, for me, that's the best non-stock market investment. So if you got any interest in the portfolios that we manage, how we work, you can reach us at 855-611-BEST, 855-611-BEST, or you can just sample the newsletter at GundersonCapital.com. GundersonCapital.com. Have a great day, everybody. This show is not a solicitation to buy or sell any securities. Bill Gunderson or clients of Gunderson Capital Management may have long or short positions in stocks mentioned during the show. Gunderson Capital Management is a fee-based registered investment advisory firm. All accounts are held at Ameritrade. Ameritrade is a member of SIPC and FINRA.